Hello and welcome to Pixel Hunt Podcast, where we deep dive and analyse games one system and letter at a time. I'm your friendly neighbourhood Spider Dan. <laughs> nice. Spider Dan. Spider-Man want the next man, worry. Just Marvel in it. Does it need to be uh, Do I need to well, do that? I was struggling for it and I mark an X-Man related pun. So I'll I'll I mark and I'd rather played Sex Man the Bone Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Sol and I have got no uh, mutant related puns um, not even Solverine <laughs> oh, that would have been beautiful I love that one <laughs> I'm the best at what I do and what I do is not very good okay well with that, um, let's let's keep moving for this second series season or World Two. We're covering the Sega Mega Drive or Sega Genesis. If you're from USA, we could have done better from... with these X Men. You see, you were right with Wolverine, and you could have been Dan Git Bit. What could work for Mark? <laughs> it's not like not we sure. don't have about four hundred characters to go through for the last seven oh, no. years. Well, I don't know because I'm not a geek like you, so you, oh, you I, should know the answer. I, I, should, I, sh- I should have done better. I just tried to land somewhere in the ballpark of comics and Marvel. Um, anyway, sorry for interrupting. Onwards. All right. Onwards and upwards, working from A to Z and a number at the end. This episode, our World 2 Stage 24, is X Men 2 Clone Wars. But. Before we get into that, let's have a bit of a catch-up, see what we all did since we last gathered in this virtual auditorium that we seem to inhabit. Uh, Go on, Mark. Okay, well, I shall begin with gaming, as we are a gaming podcast. So, um, I told you a couple of pods ago that I was going to stop gaming because uh, it was a waste of money. Well, it wasn't. It was dead time. time that I could spend earning money, and then, but then I went on holiday, so I had my um, Steam Deck with me anyway. So I ended up playing Slay the Spire. Anyway, it transpires if I'm not gaming, I'm a fucking bastard. So Jen eventually uh, made me put the PlayStation Five in the living room, <laughs> forces me to game for at least an hour a day. Otherwise, um, all the busy bits of my neurodiverse, autistic, heavy voicey brain—the only thing that gets them all to shut up for an hour—is a video game. Nothing else does it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so I started playing Jedi Survivor and I'm, I'm kind of enjoying it like when I played the, the first one I absolutely loved it I thought it was amazing uh, once I t- turned the difficulty up to hard um, so I started this on hard but the parrying is really weird like it was really precise and quick in um, the first one it almost felt like uh, sort of bloodborne with a lightsaber and they've done something to it where it's a bit more spongy in this one a bit slower a bit more like dark souls so um so the combat doesn't feel quite as uh, satisfying and then uh, i got a few hours in and it opened out into an open world with people with quests and i thought fucking don't have time for this bullshit i wanted a tight narrative um where i could plow through and just really enjoy a really good storyline with a load of good combat, which is what the first one was. Um, 
so I'm, I'm not right asked about picking it back up again now. I've bought Baldur's Gate 3 and I'm going to play that with Jen and the kids, I think, instead. My mate started playing Baldur's Gate the other night and he... Uh, yeah. He... <laughs> He couldn't sleep, so he thought, oh, I'll put Baldur's Gate on because I've just bought it and I'll I'll start playing that. Um, he spent an hour making his block. <laughs> he was telling me it took him ages to, to decide on the amount of pubes he'd have. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the, the only video games that Jen has ever played, other than shite like Puzzle Bobble and things like that, um, she's played Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate 2, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. I so like Dark Alliance. Like, I had that for the PlayStation 2, I think. Yeah, it's lots, really lots of good, big spiders. Um, so actually, Jen's been quite keen on waiting for this game to come out because we tried a couple to scratch the itch. She couldn't get into Diablo and she did not like the Warhammer Chaos Bane one either. So, But they're kind of watered down, more action-y really, aren't they? This uh, Baldur's Gates have got a bit more meat. So, so yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll report back my findings with that. Um, in terms of TV series, um, I watched the most recent season of Physical, which I know is a bit of a girly thing to watch, but I really like it because she's got a weird internal monologue like me. So, But that was very, very good. Um, and um, I went to the cinema to see Barbie. I'm wearing pink today. I wore pink to see Barbie. Um which I actually thought was very, very good. I don't think I've ever seen a film like that. And when you're a film fan, the very fact that you go into something and you come out of it and you go, I've never seen anything like that, that's surely a good thing, isn't it? Um, which I bought myself an I Am Ken Huff t-shirt. So I've even got the merch. Um, Is his surname Huff? Who? Is his surname Huff? I Am Ken Huff. <laughs> I Am Ken Huff. Enough. Ah, Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> so, God, yeah, it's shite, but I, 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 I thought it was that, that punning, haven't they? Yeah, I thought, that's it. I, I, I <laughs> thought it was that stupid. I went and bought the T-shirt. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Can I went idiot. and watched the Meg 2, which was so fucking shit that you couldn't help but like it. Right? <laughs> right? Jaws, normal-sized shark bit big load of guys on a boat it kills everyone oh meg too jason statham with two spears on a jet ski taking on two megs <laughs> oh <Are> winning <laughs> it's yeah. fucking stupid um, i think any film the... that's got jason statham you need to just detach all connection from reality don't you and just well this go is along the thing the i ride. like jason Statham, but it's also it's directed by ben what's his name the guy that did ideal johnny vegas that then went into america and did high rise and um he, he made uh sightseers and yeah that's him yeah, yeah so he's directed this he used to be on yeah. beta years ago yeah and it, but what it's what is it's blat- It's not like one of these things that isn't aware how stupid it is, which is probably why it's good. Because you can see all the way through that everybody involved in making this is completely aware of just exactly how stupid it is. So, and it's because of that that it gets away with it. I think if it had had a different director, it'd have just been that's too stupid. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and that that probably I, I can imagine that being. Been exactly that because early, early like two thousands internet 
he was yeah. one of the bunch of people along with like Rob Manuel so it'll be to Joel Veach from Rather Good all that yeah. kind of daft daft stupid humour it makes sense that you go on to make a film like that that's completely yeah. aware of how stupid and over the top it's been yeah uh, but but then but then doing it in exactly the same way it's just it's just there's something about it where you kind of go yeah you know what I mean <laughs> you, you, you allow it to be what what it is rather than going this is bullshit, I'm leaving, which I, I potentially would have done, <laughs> I think, <laughs> if it would have been made, but handled differently. Um, but yeah, so that was me. Cool. All right, well, I'll jump in, since I'm going to be wittering most of this podcast um, and hand it over to Sullivan. So I've been playing some games. I finally finished Forbidden West. I got to the level cap okay. and I went, right, well, I've got no need to do any of the other um, side quests. I didn't even know there was a level cap. I mean, you just naturally assume there would be at some point. Uh, no spoilers, but it's level 50. Hit that and we're like, right, uh, I could go and get another different weapon because there's some oh, challenges you can like- do um, in some of the arenas and unlock better weapons if you do challenges. Um, defeat uh, creatures in a certain time or something. I thought, oh, I can't be bothered. So... Um, Plowed through it, just went, right, I'm doing all the main story missions. And I only had about an hour of story left to do. (laughs) So were you well OP, though, by the end of it? Did you just trounce it because you'd done some Um, grinding? I thought I was because the last boss, I am not joking, it was probably one of the easiest things to kill in that game. Was it? Now, I don't know whether that is um, part of the character arc for who you are, again, I'm not going to spoil anything. I don't know whether okay. it's part of the character arc in that they've underestimated Aloy and it's made purposefully easy because they thought ah, they were okay. just going to flick you aside. Um, but yeah, and, and I thought, oh, wow, I must be like really OP. And then I looked it up on the internet and a lot of people said the same thing. The last boss was way too easy. Like, I had a harder well, time killing the massive terrapin type thing. It looks like a giant turtle that digs underground and stuff. If you've come across but one, yeah, because if, if you remember the first one, you can't call it a final boss as such, can you? Because it's more like a final enormous, it's huge, huge battle. battle. That's hard. That takes yeah. that takes a bit of strategy and management and planning, and um, yeah. it's a really, really, really good end fight for a game that in it you know it's a well, really well, satisfying i mean whenever you die in that you never feel cheated or no. uh, robbed it's always like right next time i'll be more organized i'm going to do this in this order and um it, run to all so, the different guns so, and stuff and, and take yeah, them, yeah. It, was, it, it was an exceptional uh, last boss but yeah it's a shame that but this it, one is a bit i don't flat. i don't think um it kind of a bit flat in in the oh, i was expecting it to be tougher but the story didn't feel like it was flat um, okay. It was just more yeah. of a surprise that the, the last the last boss was quite easy, easy. but um, yeah, the, there is a huge battle that goes on, but you don't take part in it this time. It goes on, and it's really interesting. They've shot it really nice. Shot it. They don't film these things. They've they've directed it really well. Um, mm. But you're kind of like a side of the battle, and you're doing other things. It's like it's a big distraction for what you need to go and do. Um, but yeah, I'm glad I finished it because I was getting sick of it. Not that I wasn't enjoying it, but it just seemed to be going on forever. Um, and yeah. I'm like you when it comes to open world. Ooh, what's over there? Ooh, what's that question mark? Ooh, yeah, what's that over yeah. there? And I'm glad I hit a level cap and just went, oh, well, I'm off then. 
Yeah, that's um, served its purpose. Yeah, I've yeah. I've I've been playing Rogue Legacy two. Um, if you've played the Rogue Legacy one, I mentioned it last time out, but you you end up having to kill a certain amount of bosses before you get through a big door to go to the last boss, and I've played it so many times, I must have died nearly a hundred times. But I'm not getting bored of it. It's just because it's small, like twenty minutes. I mean, obviously longer if you if you have a good run and you get through a boss. But I think that that is. I think it's good for today's ADHD kind of society. Like you don't have to focus on it all that long. 20 minutes, you're done dead. You can turn it off then, or you can have another go. And it changes slightly each time. I like that. It's really good, Rogue Legacy 2. I would um, recommend. I've been playing PGA 2K23 with mate from my old work. That's lovely. Just golf. If you like golf, uh, yeah, play I had it. a quick bash on that with um, uh, with Ace. It was pretty, it's pretty good, isn't it? It's just yeah, tiny ones again, isn't it? That's, yeah, it's, that's, everything harks back to that for me. But yeah, it's, it's just a similar kind of thing. The putting's it's, not quite as good, I don't think. It's drier than a pack of Rivitas, isn't it? it but it, no, it, it, but yeah. the P- PGA's got a bit more showbiz around it. But this, um, the, sorry, the Tiger Woods is a bit more showbiz, but this is just, yeah. do you like golf? Oh, this yeah. is golf. All right, thanks. Yeah. Um, it's good, though. Yeah, I loved it, loved it. Um, I've been addicted to playing Marvel Snap still. Um, building myself lots of different decks for all the different um, styles of play, because each each week they change up, or each day I think they change up the locations. Some some come at you more often than others, and they have different um, they have different effects on your cards that you play. And there's also missions that pop up every few hours for you to do. And some of them might need you to destroy cards. Some of them you might need to discard them. So I've built myself a nice few decks. I'm just working my way up to unlocking some more cards because I'm not paying for it. I'm not paying £10 for a season pass, which lasts one month, then another pound, another £10 again and again. I'm not into that. Um, and Uno. Uno on, on the PlayStation and Xbox and wherever you like to play your computer games. Uno is just Uno, isn't it? It's great. Just if get some friends together online and play Uno with each other, and you can all slag each other off uh, and call each other cunts for dropping plus fours and plus twos on each other all day long. It's it's always fun. TV finished watching Succession. All right, good. It's good in it. Eventually, yes, really good. Really liked it, and I liked the way it ended. Yeah, I, I called it, was it as well. I called it at the start of the episode, the final episode. <laughs> But yeah, it was very satisfying. Uh, I think everyone got what they deserved. Maybe not the CIO. Maybe not the CEO. I think that just fell into <laughs> place. But um, yeah, more luck than judgment. But yeah, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. It's great. Uh, I've watched some films. I've watched uh, The Flash because you mentioned it, and it's really good. It's really I enjoy yeah, every I minute know, of the it. The thing is, I don't. I don't get why people are slagging that off. Are they? Oh, some of the CGI like. is a bit fucking terrible. But. Well, the thing is, though, um, that machete guy said the CGI when he's in the Flash realm is bad. You yeah, know, he's supposed to, everything's supposed to be softened and weird because he's moving so quickly. Um, and people have gone, yeah, but it's just, that's just an excuse for shit CGI. And uh, But his argument was, well... Batman looks perfect when he's jumping off the back of that car and attaching himself with a grappling hook, and that's all CGI. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so the bits yeah. where he wanted it to be perfect, it's perfect. Yeah, that's, that's what threw me as well. Yeah, yeah. like why? How, how is it so right then and so bad there? But yeah, guess, uh, but yeah. yeah, I do get it, and it does take you out of it, doesn't it? It isn't good enough. Mm. 
it's not. But, uh, but the, from a storyline perspective, putting the shitty CGI to one side, it's really good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, really good. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is just like a Back to the Future superhero movie. It's really, really <laughs> yeah, good. I loved it. Um, yeah, I did. Watched a rom-com called No Hard Feelings with Jennifer Lawrence. Um, now, I've been going to watch this just because I really fancy Jennifer Lawrence. Well, you do get is to it... see her completely naked. Right, sold. That's <laughs> 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 me too. <laughs> yeah. It does look like she's had a bit of work done though. At times she looks like right puffed up like big fat uh, hamster cheeks, which is a bit weird because she's quite pretty and uh, she's something weird going on. But <clears throat> it's very good actually. I I, I don't mind a, a good rom com and that is a good rom com I think. Especially I've never seen and you'll understand what I mean when you watch it, but I've never seen someone react to being surprised better than the male lead in that film. There's one scene in a bar and he, something surprises him and it had me and Kelly in stitches. It was hilarious. Uh, I'll definitely watch that then. Uh, I'll tell you though, if you love a good rom-com, because I don't know if I mentioned it on this show, but I'm mentioning it now. Cha-Cha Real Smooth is probably the best rom-com I've seen in recent times. That only came out in last year or so. If it's got anything to do with Casper um, Slide, I'm not watching it. it. No, it definitely doesn't. Good, 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 because I hate that song. Um, <laughs> I've also watched Across the Spider-Verse which is fantastic as well ooh that is good isn't it yeah really that, really really, uh, really good but it's just like um, all of the different styles of art that's, that are, are jizzing in your face when you're watching it it's funny you mention that because I happened to stumble across a video on YouTube called How Spider-Verse Broke the Rules of 3D Animation and I'm like why yeah. does it look so good and um, I'll I'll give Sol a link to put in the show notes, but they go into why it looks the way it looks and why they've moved away from what Pixar have done, trying to aim for mm. like ultra realistic looking things. And one of the good one of the big things that they did was instead of animating each change, um, each frame on on the ones like every single frame, they did it on mm. twos, so it gives that kind of staggered look to it. So each uh, movement so lasts two frames, almost so like choppy. a flick book. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and apart from the character who is like the um, the English kind of what is it like punk yeah, the, fella? Yeah, the punk guy. They've animated him on the threes, so okay. he's he's even even more off kilter because yeah, that's his character and his style. I thought it was quite good, but yeah, I'll drop that link. It's really interesting. It's only like five minutes, but it's a good video. Wes Anderson um, did a similar thing with that fantastic Mister Fox that he did. So instead uh, yeah. of animating it at twenty six frames a second, I think he did it at twelve. So it has a more jerky kind of weird look yeah. to it. Yeah, it's more or less the same difference, I suppose, isn't it? Twelve frames are yeah. are moving at every second frame. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, I went to watch Oppenheimer. Or was that last time out? I can't remember now. I, 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 I got overruled on this and had to watch Barbie. So, um, but I'm really gutted. Was it good? Yes, very good. Very long. Oh. It's not. It's 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 not a hard. It's not a documentary. Uh, but ultimately, it's a story that's more or less true to life, dramatized. But so that so it's a bit out of. Um, out of, of time it jumps backwards and forward in time um to give to give to build a, 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 a an exciting narrative, narrative to it yeah, yeah 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 um but yeah it's really good um killian murphy's great so 
I mean, but yeah, I really, really, like really want to watch it. Jr. I've missed my window. Although I go to London next week, so I might be able to. Well, it might still be there. You might even go to IMAX. Yeah, wherever that is, Covent Garden maybe. The Summit Square, Leicester Square. Um, and that's all I've done and yes Sullivan you were about to say what have you got you've done loads of stuff yes I have because it's been ages but me I've been on holiday so I've had two weeks away um, I took the switch and it didn't get out of its case I played Marvel Snap at every opportunity that I had before in my hand uh, <laughs> needless to say there's no um, I went to Menorca there's no um I'm going to gaming. get Marvel Snap now. I'm fed up gaming. about it. <laughs> no gaming opportunities in Menorca. Uh, but I did also did have a birthday, another year around the sun, and the wife got me a 8-bit door stick. You know the joystick? I'll hold it up here. This will work well over, over uh, audio. Yeah, that looks nice. Yeah, there you go. That works well at home. It's like what. a white colour with a mirrored background and <laughs> buttons, and there is a joystick. It weighs As a ton. It in black and white. The pink is behind the, the green. And uh, it's supposed to be fully customizable with sandwire parts and whatever if you take it to bits, but it absolutely weighs a ton. I've been playing uh, this month's game on it. Oh, have you? Did it make it enjoyable? It, I would have thought it was would be harder using a, a, a joypad. In I would. I'm going to say. I think. Yeah, this game would probably suit a stick better than a pad because it is a very arcadey uh, game, isn't it? It's very jump and shoot and and kick and jump yeah. and at the same time. Yeah. So yeah. That, so that's that. Um, I'm about halfway through uh, Zelda Phantom Hourglass on Never my Zelda Sundays. Yeah, I like it. I just wish you'd have an, an opportunity to maybe use... I can understand it. That everything's driven towards using a stylus because it's a DS title. Yeah. So I got it on the Wii U virtual console through the store before it shut down. Uh, so I've been playing it on, on a Wii U tablet. So it's not dissimilar to playing it on a DS, I guess. But just something... Just let me just use the D-pad. Just let me just walk about. And let me use the stylus if I need to do something it's, a, it's a combat that's the worst you gotta like push forward and swipe for swords it just gets a bit I'm surprised awkward. there isn't I'm surprised there isn't an, a, an accessibility setting to, to cater for your apparent disability it's not that it's just it, it, it's, it just seems <laughs> I know, unnecessary I know what you mean but you, I'm surprised that there isn't though yeah I know I like just, it, it the, the, whole, the whole idea is you've got a stylus you don't have to use any any buttons at all ever do you just use a stylus from what I remember? It's a little while since I've yeah, played yeah. it, but yeah, entirely stylus, yeah. But like yeah, when so you is it good though? Is I it good? It. I thought yeah, it was a clever it's... usage of the screen. It's bigger than you'd think as well for a DS title. Um, That's what she said, oh, but not yeah. the title bit. Um, it's pretty much some Zelda puzzles and what have you, but it's like when you've got really precise walking around platforms because the, the way it works is you've got a fairy with you, like Navi, because it's basically yeah. setting a wind waker so you're on a boat on a on a sea map and um, you've got a fairy and I can't think what it's called but Tetra's gone missing you know the, the titular lady from um, yes uh, from wind waker uh, she's gone missing so you've got to go save her from a ghost ship or something and the way that you control Link is by actually moving the fairy so you drag Link around. You don't move him. Oh, shit. 
Yeah, you're kind of pulling him around the screen, so he follows yeah, your stylus. Yeah, sounds like that. Um, did you ever play that Kirby game on Wii U? No, Where no. You had, to, you had to. It was like a rainbow that you controlled with the stylus, and you had to draw pathways. Fucking shit. Sometimes they should just go. We, just because it's there, we don't have to use it. <laughs> yeah, and then when you've got Which, when you need to swap between, say, your sword and an arrow, and you're in the middle of a fight, you've got to press item, and then pick an arrow, and it doesn't pause when you pick the menu, and then you press, so then you're on arrow, and then you're like, oh, right, well, let me quickly move to a bomb, which you would probably assign to a different button on a normal Zelda. All right, I've got to press, I tap item, and then I tap my bombs, and then I tap the bomb in the top corner to use that because I don't want to use my sword. And you're like, so it's it's a bit. Shit. Yeah, it's just a bit cumbersome. They, like I said, it's it fine to a point, but you'd have liked the option of just going, look, if you don't want to do this, then use the D-pad that is there being unused. <laughs> um, I played this one and the one after it as Spirit well, Tracks. Yes, Spirit Tracks. Yeah, and that I played both of them through, start to finish. I don't remember either of them, but I don't remember thinking, God, this control scheme's annoying me. Just didn't, oh, it didn't really? phase so me. It can't yeah. be that bad then. Mm. Uh, I, I, I think I think it's worse for you, Sol, because you're playing on a on a Wii U tablet. Because it's a whiny little bit. Bigger. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bigger thing, and it's not. And your eyes will be looking up to the TV probably for something else, will they? Or is it all? Just uh, no, it's all, no, it's all on there. I tell you, actually, what is a little bit awkward is that they with the DS having two screens, you've got the majority of the action slash. Um, touch screen uh, taking up or at least the setting I have taking up most of the window so the game that you're playing because you don't normally look at the top screen do you, that much but there's a couple of bad there's a, there's a boss fight that I did yesterday where, where they're firing bombs down at you from the top screen and then it comes down to the bottom screen and when you've got the top screen a smaller window on the top left hand side and the big screen it is a little bit awkward, but maybe maybe if you were playing on DS, it'd be better. I still think, like I said, I, I'm not absolutely averse to it. I just think it, it'd have been nice to have the option to to say, well, I'll use the D-pad. Thank you. I honestly, if, that, you, it's if good. you can figure out, if you can figure out some way of of recording the stream from a DS when you come to play Phantom Hourglass, um, Spirit Tracks, try it that way around. Because you do you do have two screens the same size, and when you when you're talking about that boss, I've just looked at a screenshot now. There's one boss where there's someone flying around, um, or something hovering at the top of the second screen at the top, and then you are controlling Link in the bottom in a different like three dimensional side on view, and I can imagine that with one screen smaller is is difficult to do. Yeah, I, did, I think maybe the Wii U is making it awkward for you. Mm, that's a minor thing. I just think, no, I just think. You think just because it's there, you don't have to use it. A bit like a bit like every developer ever with the touchpad on the PlayStation controller. Yes. What what's it even there for? Just yeah, yeah, yeah. pointless to, to bring map to bring maps up. I do. I do. Oh, have yeah, to, you, could, you couldn't use a button for that. <laughs> it is a button. <clears throat> I'm trying to think what's actually had a good use of that. Dark Souls and Bloodborne use it well because it's how you do all of the gestures, you know, like for online play. So different, different swipes and things like that, yeah, the waves and the, um, the jump for joys and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't have the physical and useful. 
Huh? Has anyone used it for anything useful? No. <laughs> uh, I do. It's like, it's like um, the PSP, is, uh, not the the Vita with the back touch screen for Tearaway and things Ooh. like that. I'm going to say te- Tearaway used it, didn't it? Tearaway used it quite well. Hmm. Uh, Astro's Playroom didn't use it at all. And that was supposed to showcase the controller. to show off the stuff. But yeah, they, they, you would have thought they'd have just gone, oh yeah, we don't really need that, and got rid of it when 5 came out, wouldn't you? But they kind of doubled down on it and went, no, we're right! I hate it when people do that. Just, well, you weren't, were you? Because no one uses it, dickhead. <laughs> if you were right, the Xbox controller would now have one on. <laughs> yeah, same with, same with the rechargeable battery built into it. Give me yeah. the choice. Let me buy rechargeable batteries or use... Disposables, yeah, because one, eventually that, that that battery pack's gonna die in that thing. Yeah. I'm gonna have to take it apart to put it back in. Well, the one thing though to be said about PlayStation controllers versus Xbox ones is I've never had to replace a PlayStation controller because of stick drift or a button coming off, and we go through Xbox controllers still now, like they go out, they just do the last. Stick drift, really? like the triggers fall into bits. Like the, it literally, I don't think they last a year. Oh, I've never had any of them go wrong with me. But and, and yeah, I think, I think my PlayStation controllers get clogged up with dust more than anything else because it just sits there most of the time. Although that has we been getting we, some hammer. Lately. You've got two lads who are probably gaming a lot as well, Mark, haven't you? So that's yeah. a good. Same with with my lad. He went through. He used to go through. He even got a personalized one. And I thought that ain't going to last. So I've got, yeah. I think, three dead Xbox pads up there on the shelf that he's yeah. gone through. And it's not so much, I think it's just pure game time, isn't it? They're yeah, just I not- think so. Well, also, and what you're playing, Riley got an Elite controller, an Xbox Elite controller, and three playthroughs of Sekiro on bounce, and that were dead. <laughs> Did he smash <laughs> that is a pretty intensive <laughs> game to be playing. <laughs> uh, well, but yeah, other than, other than that, uh, that's about it really there's a new season on Fortnite um, I'm still playing Fortnite because it's more of a social thing on a on a Friday night with a bottle of wine and stuff like that but other than that not much to report since we last recorded you know there's this Holiday place season, called Outside that you can go yeah, yeah you could go to pub with your brother wine and socialise yeah awesome mates isn't that I mean there are people out there and they're yeah, like real horrible out there Walking around in their actual meat sacks, fucking oh, stinking. Yeah, but then there are some in in meat sacks that don't smell and have like nice jubbly bits and stuff that you can look at too. So you got to take the rough with the smooth. I think some of them do smell though as well. Yeah, that's why they wear perfume. I know because they stink and <laughs> and makeup because they're ugly. <laughs> that's the old joke, isn't it? Oh, have we been playing a game as well? I have. (laughs) Yeah. Go on. This is the game. The game that we've been playing. X-Men 2 Clone Wars. Released on the 15th of May 1995 in North America region. And... God knows some point in 1995 in Europe, X-Men 2, colon, this, Clone Wars. This is, uh, is very, very late, isn't it? It is, isn't it? it? Yeah. I don't what, think you'd know it. PlayStation and shit not out at this point in time? Yes. Surely it won't be far off, will they? 90, yeah, it was released in 94, wasn't it? PlayStation. So at this point in time, 
the Saturn and the PlayStation have already... I, does that mean the Dreamcast has had a go to go with that next? Not yet. I think that was 97 right. or 98? 98. 98. Dreamcast, okay. I think. Yeah, you'd have thought they'd have sacked it off by now. But yeah, sorry, go on. Well, X-Men 2 colon Clone Wars is a side-scrolling, sometimes up and down. Yeah, two butts. Uh, Platform exploration, platformer, beat-em-up platformer developed by Head Games. The original X-Men game for the Mega Drive was developed by Western Technologies, but both games had the same producer who was, according to his Twitter, the creator of Echo the Dolphin. He got special thanks on Vectorman 2, don't you know? Yeah, which, um, we, which we played. Yes, we did. That was two letters ago. And yes, that was reason. 12 reason. months, <laughs> I think. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, you want the, um, do you want the blurb? Do you want the story? Yes, please. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> right then. Um, it's based on a on a on an actual theme, actual storyline from the comics back in back in the nineties, apparently, called mm. the Phalanx Covenant. The Phalanx, a technological virus, has invaded Earth. It was a massive crossover. Oh, wow. that it, it went across Uncanny X Men, X Force. About seven or eight individual issues made up this big overarching crossover storyline about um, invading, well, cloning. It does seem very strange then that the storyline is so thin in the game. Um, it does just. It doesn't seem like it's been taken from a big piece of law within the game confines of the game. It feels like it's been designed because that'll make a good game. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And we could get more X Men in it, but it I, does feel okay. like they haven't done it justice, doesn't it? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So the Phalanx, a technological virus, has invaded Earth. Bent on world domination, the deadly alien has begun to infect all Earth beings on contact. Slowly but surely, the Earthlings become one with the alien mind and must obey. The Uncanny X-Men are the only obstacle to the Phalanx onslaught. They are impervious to the virus's power. To combat them, the Phalanx has already begun to replace powerful X-Men foes with its own clones. These robotic versions of the villains are programmed to seek out and destroy the X-Men. As a second line of offence, the Phalanx is also reactivating the Sentinels, huge mechas created to destroy mutants. And for the coup de gras, the Phalanx is targeting Magneto, the sworn X-Men arch enemy. You think they just let him? Uh, you can have him. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. You can have him. The Phalanx has a final bio-horror in store that even the X-Men cannot escape. With the merest touch, any Phalanx being can extract strands of genetic DNA from any mutant. Once an X-Man's genetic blueprint falls into the Phalanx control, it can be copied and copied again. The result? X-Men clones. That's just described what the previous paragraph told us, but thanks. Mm. The X-Men could charge into combat only to perish at the hands of their own mirror images. Psylocke could fall by the psychic knife while staring into her own enraged face. The Beast could be crushed by his own sledgehammer fists. Wolverine could be slashed to ribbons by his own lethal adamantium claws, which then he'd just heal again, wouldn't he? So that wouldn't be a problem. Once the Phalanx annihilates the X-Men, the rest of the world will be ripe for enslavement. Will all of the X-Men's enemies succumb to the Phalanx virus? Will Magneto be replaced by a Phalanx dupe? Or will he change his alliance and join with the X-Men to combat this seemingly unstoppable, all-consuming being? 
The X-Men are about to square off with their worst enemies, including themselves. They must destroy the Phalanx or face their doom. Doom. That was exciting, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Yeah. So that's the gist of that. That's yeah. the story. I should have done a more exciting accent instead of my own. Never mind. But the game, let's talk about that, kicks immediately into action when you power on the Mega Drive or Genesis if you're from... USA. <laughs> and you're thrown straight into Siberian based action. Uh, I thought I, this was, I, I thought it was that. broken. I did, no, but I, I thought it was it. a demo. <laughs> I, I, oh, right. okay. I turned it on and went, all right then, what's, and then I pressed start and it said pause. I'm like, oh, right, well, this is me. Okay, fine. I didn't know what was happening. I was just, I was dying before I didn't do anything. I was not prepared yeah, for I it. I thought that were cool. It yeah, does, I, I think they've done You'd be like, oh, hang on, I've not got a pad. Yeah. But, yeah. but apparently, what, yeah. De- depending on what direction you push on the D-pad, it, you get a different character. So you can pick your character. I know it's... Ah, uh, uh, I thought it just did, like assigned a character. No. Just threw one at you. Apparently, yeah, from I what I've read, I got Gambit and Psylocke, I think. Psylocke first time. But yeah. I think I always got Wolverine. I must have been holding up or down or whatever on the controller. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think they've done it to mimic like a, a film, haven't they? A lot of films yeah. start yeah. off, something happens, and then you get the credits. Yeah, like the James Bondy intro. Yes. Boom, there you go, title credits. Yeah, but it, I was taken aback slightly by it. Um, but yes, after completing the first stage, you're shown the credits, and then you get to pick a member of the X-Men via Cerebro, Professor X's supercomputer. He, he's easy with their own particular fighting style and special powers. So each, each with their stretch. own particular fighting style and special powers. The stretch is that they've got different powers and fighting styles. Um, mm. Beast, he possesses acrobatic abilities, including uh, the ability to cling to walls. He's got a powerful diving attack, and he can also perform a strong normal attack. I found him quite uh, so slow I, and cumbersome, to be honest. Yeah, he was For someone who is, who is historically really agile... He wasn't. They, they weren't very <laughs> balanced, really. I don't think these characters. I thought Nightcrawler felt the quickest. Yeah, mm, but you can pick from yeah, Beast. You can pick Cyclops. Obviously, he's got the laser eye shit going on. Um, you can hold it down and charge it. It's bigger blast, um, and he can use a small array of martial arts attacks, such as combo punches and a flying kick. Uh, Gambit has his mute power. Um, with charging his cards, doesn't he? Throws charge cards at people that explode. You can charge that up as well, hold it longer, and he throws three. Then does he press it? In yes. The charge it, press three at once. Um, his melee attacks are similar to Cyclops, but he's got a bigger range because he uses his bow staff. Big stick. Um, yep, his big stick. Nightcrawler. You can pick Nightcrawler. His mutant power is an explosive teleportation that can be charged for greater range. That is absolutely useless. I don't know. Yes, it is. Do, do you think so? Because you you can kind of push left or right and travel beyond enemies. So if they're coming at you, you can kind of teleport past them and then smack them from behind. Bam. Oh, dog shit. Oh, okay. I thought it were a nice implementation like of it. At all. Oh, I found I thought- it was really good for one of the levels where you're in a base and it's good for jumping. Because he can double jump as well, okay? So it's good for jumping uh, and... And his flying kick is really good as well. Flying kick! 
Yeah. While I was playing this, I was reminded of the opening scene to X Men Two in the White House, and I was like, "Good that, fucking great that." <laughs> just sat playing, thinking I might just go and watch that, just because I really enjoyed it. I watched that just that opening scene not so long ago. I showed uh, I showed Liv it to watch this. Poof, poof, poof. Just how he attacks the president. X Men is just something I've. <laughs> Meh. I've never got into it at all. Who directed it? It'll be that idiot that did that Superman with Brandon Ruth. It was Brian Singer, yeah, who is yeah, quietly being like cancelled now. Shit. I did usual <laughs> suspects though. Which is shit. Oh. <laughs> okay. But yeah, uh, everything is disclaimer, done boring. All Mark's opinions are his own and not those of yeah. Pixel Hunt Podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, no, but I mean, the thing is... Apart from when he's on Pixel Hunt Podcast and then he's represented... Over there with Spielberg, <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. making boring films and getting up to no good. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you can be the Beast, you can be Cyclops, Gambit, Nightcrawl... Not the Beast, he's just Beast, isn't he? You can also be Psylocke. Can you oh, you can a... one-shot them with Beast, though, can't you? Most of them. They, like, he does, does take them straight out. Because he's right and big. Then they, they casually shuffles along afterwards. If you, I think if you hit B and A or B and C, if you hit... Yeah, they've got, like, a special, have Special, they? special move, as well as, yeah. well as the, like, mutant As well as the charge-up yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. If you hit B and M, you'll come home with more things than you intended to. Um, yes, you're quite right though. There, it's some of them can do a lot more damage than you think, especially Beast. But he's supposed to though, isn't he? That's that's the idea. He's massive. Yeah. Kelsey Grammer, blue Kelsey Grammer. Um, yes, Beast, okay. Cyclops, Gambit, Nightcrawler, Psylocke. She can use a psychic knife attack and is also equipped with a katana use against all our enemies she can cling to walls do a crouching slide double jump and perform a flying lunge with her psychic knife and a 360 jumping attack with her sword um, and is incredibly attractive yeah when drawn by jim lee jim lee of um the art fair x-men fair <laughs> uh, yes she was uh pretty good to control and uh yeah, she looked fitting even in this game, even a little pixelatedness. It's Captain Britain's sister. Captain Britain. <laughs> yeah. Betsy Braddock. What? Bra- <laughs> Captain Britain. I know. Anyway, yeah, Wolverine's Is it related next. to Fern. No. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, what X Men game would be complete without Wolverine? Uh, his Ooh. mutant power is a lunge with his claws, which is with additional power in his regeneration powers, allowing him to restore a small amount of health. I never saw his health go back up. It did, up to three. Like, never I remember the being the stood top. there, stood still for ages, and it was just sitting on one, and I thought, well, he's supposed to regenerate his health. Well, yeah, it did, it did regenerate, but only to back to a bit. It didn't regenerate full. Well, um, maybe it, I don't it think it will regenerate when you're stood still. No, maybe I need to be running about. I think it might be done on frames rather than time. Okay, fair enough. The regeneration, yeah. Um, yes, he can also scale walls by using his claws as clawing devices, and he can perform a double jump. He is just so much better than 
all the rest of them, though, isn't he? Um, I preferred having someone with a, um, a ranged, ranged attack. Attack. Yes. I mean, the thing is, it is quite far. His attack. It's almost like Strider's um, sort of thing, isn't it? Where Sword. it creates a big arch. Yeah. So it's mm. not. It is quite an effective attack, but but yeah, I guess Cyclops was the best ranged one, probably, and then. Um, but yeah, Wolverine can... was the best overall one, wasn't he? You could move your head with Forget Cyclops. You, can, you could hold the button yeah. and move and look up and do different yeah. diagonals. Yeah. Yeah, you, could, upwards, you could do that with, with Gambit. He can throw his card down at an Same. angle. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to just in front of him. So they are deep. Yeah, I think I... Did I just say this? It is surprise, the, the, the moves are surprisingly... I won't say deep. You're not the, talking Street Fighter 2, but... No, but... The, there's what more they did to it. it. I, yeah, they did a really good job of creating, making every single one of them feel different. What they did a bad job of is balancing them out. You know, having, you're not yeah, finishing that game with Beast, are you? No. No, right? I did, and then because it's got the two, because it's got the two-player element as well. All anyone's going to want to do is be Wolverine. Because <laughs> he's. he's know, so. I don't care what like, anyone says. He's always better the best than Wolverine. Ex- man, isn't he? Just ex- so that, because everyone wants to be Wolverine. When you don't win that coin toss, there's still someone there that's a bit better than Wolverine, even though he's not Wolverine. But you're always going to pick Wolverine in any form of of X Men game, which no is why is. one of them needs to be better than him. Yeah, but none of them are. Um, no, I know. You can also play as Magneto after you you've bested him. Um, he's got no melee attacks. Uh, he has a little uh, magnetic force attack, like a little blast of, of power. Um, and then he's got an ele- explosive electromagnetic orb, but that takes far too long to travel and then explode, it, for my liking. It can also hover in midair and perform attacks from said floating position, fly around. But he's also very slow. Yes, yes. Can be um, okay. It, Mr. Eric Lencher, he can do what he wants. Can arrogant yeah. Gandalf? <laughs> yeah, get out of Future my head, Gandalf. Charles. Yeah. Um, along the way, there's not much in the way of collectibles, is there? There's little strands of DNA you can pick up, which replenish your energy, um, and you can go above your maximum energy. Can't you? 110 percent. You get two extra uh, bars at the top of your meter, which um, all your powers become as powerful as their charged forms if you use charged or they just get a bit more more harder uh, this this though is where again the character thing comes in because some of the collectibles unless you're open to a lot of frustration are really only collectible by the ones that can double jump or grab onto walls and, and stuff like that out there i found i lost a lot of energy trying to get the extra energy yeah. so i stopped half of the time i stopped even trying to get it but you, some amazing. of the levels, the way that the particularly the first Siberian level after the opening credits, that has got lots of vertical um, traveling on it, jumping, double jumps and jumping up to quite hard to reach. And I did find that I was struggling with uh, Gambit, for example. He's really good at throwing his cards, but he can't jump for shit. <laughs> so yeah, he stuff. feels good to control, though. Yeah, he does. Yeah, so there are. In that respect, 
certain characters are better for certain levels and because you get i don't think we said did you at the end of every level you can then switch up to a different team member yeah, and also when you it die it would you kind of be nice if it were more like a tag team approach where you could Ooh, yeah. constantly flit yeah i can't remember because it's a long time since i've played it but couldn't you do that with the first x-men game couldn't you swap x-men whilst like mid-game, mid, mid-level. I had a read about the first X-Men game, and what it said was, um, yeah, but when they died, they were dead. So Oh, if, yeah. If, you had it, didn't you, Daniel? Wolverine, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did. So you yeah, could, yeah. yeah. So you could switch you could switch them around, but um, but but that that was your lives, basically. So yeah. as you lost them, you lost the use of them until they'd all gone. Ah, yes. so you worked through that. your team. Yeah. yeah. Which actually seems more like a more logical yeah. approach doesn't it so yeah i'd say so but the you start off in siberia you do your little pre-credits thing then you end up back in siberia carrying on um to get your way to the sentinel factory get to the sentinel factory you stop the phalanx from taking control of the sentinels the sentinel core makes a lot of noise wow 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 as it's going spinning around and firing stuff off at you they're a bit of a classic enemy, but I do like the Sentinels. For no, for people who don't know, the Sentinels, uh, massive 110 billion feet high, massive mutant hunting robots, um, purely from design to just hunt mutants down. So who they're, designed they're them? A, who said who built Bolivar, them? To do the Bolivar, yeah, Bolivar Trask, who is played by um, your man from Tyrion from Game of Thrones. Um, Peter, Peter, man, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Peter Pan. Um, no, the short so man. Once the short Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Yeah, he plays Bolivar Traskin. I think it's Days of Future Past. Anyway, yeah, he creates him in the uh, comics. Okay. Yeah, so that's why when when you're in that level, you start off at their feet. And you're working you your way up, left and right, all the way up th- to, to get... And then for some reason, you go into the mouth the, of the Sentinel once you've worked your way up there. And the have background, that boss. You can, you can see as you're going up, up the levels, you can see the parts of the Sentinel, can't you? Yeah. It's almost like, like, a, like, a, like a rocket ship, you know, like a yeah. pro- proper rocket launch. It looks like it's in a, in a cage being built, waiting to be released. Um, which I thought was quite a nice touch. So once you've done that, you've travelled to Avalon, Magneto's Earth-orbiting base, to prevent Magneto from being cloned by the Phalanx, which point he joins you. Yeah, because you you, you, you're fighting... The, it's not the Phalanx you're fighting at that point. When you get to Avalon, you're fighting Magneto's acolytes, who were kind of his, um, his henchmen slash team in the mid-90s. So that all those people fly, floating in the yellow and red. They're not the Phalanx, they're... Magneto's dude saying, "Look it off, get 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 off me, bloody orbit in space base, Charles." That bloke flying around in background shooting at you. Yeah, I found that, this to be the most awkward level. I'll be honest. Um, the it's difficult to see the gun turrets popping up on this because they're mm. just out of shot and you're always landing on them, and then you being the guys who were shooting you. A floating at a very awkward position on the screen as he's struggling to it shoot them. It got frustratingly tricky. That level did, yeah. It did. Once you've, once you've managed to pass through the frustration, you get to Apocalypse Fortress to prevent the um, 
uh, quote, cloning bastards from taking control of Apocalypse's gear. I, I, I don't think I... I didn't get to the end of this level. This is, no, I think it's as far either. as I got. I think yeah. I binned it off on the previous one. Yeah, I don't remember this. And then I watched some play, Let's Plays. Um, you got to the Savage Land to prevent a brainchild clone from doing bad shit. In-depth analysis of the game That's here. That's it, yeah. Savage you, um, Land is like... Is it tough? <laughs> that you end up seeing the um, guy at the end. No. And finally, you get to the Phalanx Mothership, which has been defended by Deathbird and Brood. Yeah, so there's your Marvel Snap there. Like a pain a in the ass to play play against, aren't they? When someone drops a brood from your Marvel Snap hand. Oh, yeah. They're annoying. Um, and that's about it, really. Like like we said, you can you can pick characters at the start or when you die or when you get to the end of a level. Um, go through all the stuff we've just said. Get to the end. Complete it. Turn it off. It is very much a 90s large sprite platforming game. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you could get Pretty anything much. more late 80s, a, early to mid 90s than this game. Typical. But the thing is, it's just approaching a time when these games shouldn't really have been there anymore. Yeah. Quite funny because now yeah. we are seeing a resurgence in platformers with the likes of Ori and. and um, Dead Cells. And, yeah, and Shovel yeah, Knight and things like that. Yeah, things like that. Yeah. Um, but they so, needed yeah. a break, though, didn't they? They needed to go away for a bit yeah. for people yeah. to go, let's make a good one. Yeah. Uh, we've got loads of them now. Hollow Knight yeah. as well, another one, yeah. Hollow Knight's great, yeah. Celeste. Um, but before we get on to what we actually thought about X-Men 2, I bet you can't guess what we all thought, um, let's check out what was going on at the time of its release in the realms of UK music films and, of course, games on the 15th of May, 1995. Oh, Right, okay, so, uh, first up, as always, singles charts, the official singles chart, top 40 from the official charts company for the 15th of May 1995, climbing two places to number four, was a fella from America who'd gone to Berlin as a piano player, prolific piano player, and someone at BMG in Germany said, what about if we put like you piano playing and that scat thing you do? And Scatman John was born. Scatman John. Be-ba-ba-ba-da-ba. So, yeah, he had a stutter. Yeah. So he figured I will overcome this stutter in this song by doing scat, not scat, not shitting, not, not, not pooing on people, not that kind of scat. Scat, as in, his wife suggested he talk about it in a song, apparently. So, which is why I listened to this, and he said um, the opening verse is like, everybody stood one way or the other, so check out my message to you. As a matter of fact, I don't let the on the back of the Scatman can do it, so can you. Everybody's saying the Scatman stutters, but doesn't ever stutter when he sings. Before you don't know, I'm going to tell you right now that the stuttering and the Scat is the same thing. Yo, I'm Scatman. I'd rather listen to him stutter. Well, a <laughs> <Been> less annoying. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> and then he had a, a follow up single, didn't he, called Scatman's World? <laughs> called I'm a, 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 no, no, that was MC Hammer. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, 
Scatman John. It was oddly massive, wasn't it? I wonder yeah. if he ever got really, really annoyed when his vinyl jumped because he, f- he thought he'd messed up and it would just Probably didn't know. Probably Listen know. to no it idea. and it triggered him. <laughs> don't know. It was a funny time, this, as evidenced by the next single that was holding on the number three position was Perez Prado and his orchestra with Guaglione. Sounds like, if, if you remember, Sounds like an if, Italian food. It became popular through yeah. the use of a Guinness oh, advert. Gaglione. That's it. I remember this. Was it the bloke with no top on? No, no, he's No, he's fully dressed, but he's waiting for a pint of Guinness to settle. So he's dancing around and looking at it and pulling funny faces as he's waiting for it. And this is the song that played. It got to number three in the charts based on that chuffing advert. They had some good adverts though, didn't they, Guinness? They did in the day, that Guinness, yeah. Tick, follow, yeah, top, follow, tick, follow, tick, follow, tick, follow, follow, top, top, tick. Yeah, that was left field, wasn't it? Fat Planet. Um, but yeah, Guinness. Guinness advert. But it's, it seems good baffling that this... Guinness. Well, this would make number Sponsor three. Sponsor us, Guinness. Yeah, Guinness, Give us free Guinness. Uh, send us some stout, please. We'll like take Guinness. some of that, thank you. And straight in at number one with their first ever signal. Signal? First ever single, <laughs> even. Was uh, Robson Go Lightly Green and Jerome Patrick Flynn, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Robson and Jerome, with that chuffing, unchained melody song that the uh, Righteous Brothers did and Tom Cruise did on Top Gun. Yeah. One of these does a fishing program now. Yeah, well, Robson's Green still does lots of acting. Uh, and I scanned his Wikipedia page, actually. And well, Jerome Flynn went on to be in uh, Game of Thrones. Really good character yes. through pretty much all five series of that. But Robson Green is calling now. I'm, he's, proud, he's a proud 50% taxpayer. I'll pay it. If you want an NHS, like proper socialist rant, if you want an NHS, you got to pay your tax. And fucking Jimmy Carr, I'm not having that. Pay your tax. It's really, it's quite cool. a funny, is, funny read. He's made his, he's right though, but he's made his let's, position. Let's not go into politics, because those no. people who, who have, that mu- have that much money don't need the NHS, so why should they pay for other people to get ill? But anyway, let's, um, let's move on from anyway, politics, yeah. stick to the uh, games and films. So that's, yeah, that's number one. Oh, my love, my to turn this off. Um, Was that on um, Ghost as well? But it's better than up on the roof. Oh, yeah. So. Well, this I think this was a double A-side, I think, with on the roof or somewhere else. Uh, An A-A-side. I thought they were Geordies, not Scousers. A, A. No, White Cliffs of Dover, sorry. It was a double a double A side with Unchained Melody and White Cliffs of Dover. Because I think they sang it on an what episode about of American Soul guitarist? Like Cliffs of Dover. No? I don't know. Is it some show is over. That one, oh, innit? Oh, no. Anyway. Come on, this is the Robson and Jerome Appreciation no, Society. No, <laughs> Let's get a fucking move on. <laughs> Albums. Dropping two places to number eight is the Mercury Award-winning album Dummy from Portishead, which I had to put very, on. Very, very good. 
It is very good, isn't it? It's a classic. Now, this were in May now, May 95. They went on to win the Mercury in September this year. Because I I then, when is the Mercury? August, September. Because I went to university not long after. But it was was still in the charts seven months later. This this is seven months later than it first charted. So it was only around in the charts for ages. Then went on to win the Mercury. Excellent album. Probably went back in the charts again. Probably, yeah. Still sounds really fresh now. Fresh. Uh, number holding on to the number seven spot is the Cranberries with the dearly departed Roris did what? What's she called? Dolores Rodden. Read that word. That lady. Sadly, she's no longer oh, with she us. Oh, she did. She did die. Yeah, she died about four she? or five years ago. Why oh, did she? Oh, she I feel bad now. I feel bad because I saw um, a video of her um, singing, and she looked a lot older, and she was shite. So I'm oh. laying into her for for not quitting and now she's dead so I feel bad now she's quit completely now yeah. she has well, quit completely <laughs> probably for the best <laughs> but um, 2018 this, this was a follow up album to the one that had Linger on it that made them big stars this was um, No Need to Argue which featured Zombie Zombie <laughs> that, that one that song that zombie song mm. uh, and at number one, this like a bad smell, the the back for good. <laughs> Take that with nobody else. Sadly, I'd like anybody else, but yes, their album Nobody Else. Take that, which has got sure so sure, which is a song about deodorant, I think. Back for good and that chuffy never forget where you some fucking bangers on that though. Never. Let's be honest. Right. Well, it is, it is an interesting thing. It's co-produced by Brothers in Rhythm. Yeah, <laughs> which, nice. Which I didn't know. I didn't know it was co-produced by Brothers in Rhythm. So quick, quick maybe Google's that. Brothers in Rhythm. You'll, you'll know. Such a good feeling. Total ecstasy. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Dave Seaman was not the goalkeeper, of course. The DJ Dave <laughs> Seaman was in Brothers, oh, yeah. Brothers in Rhythm. So, yeah, that was oh. a surprise to me as I scanned that on Wikipedia. Uh, but yeah, uh, then shortly after this, I think they all they split up in <laughs> the end of this year. Sorry, I've just been scrolling down Google, and oh, it no. auto fills the fire, doesn't it? It says members. It's got Steve Anderson and Dave Seaman. It's got a picture of the footballer. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah, it's not Dave. Different Dave Seaman. <laughs> right, films then. <laughs> films. Yeah. Yeah. Would you Would you like to try some riddles for some films? Go on then. Her number six. Two idiots try to out-idiot each other in the Farrelly Brothers' first film, Frozen New Ryan Road Trip Comedy. Dumb and dumber. Dumb and dumber. Yeah, dumb and dumber. Do you, know, do you know when he's in the van and he goes, do you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he just goes, ah! Well, apparently that was completely unscripted and you can see, uh, I can't remember which one of them starts laughing. Might have been... Um, Jeff. Jeff Bridges. Huh? Bridges. Is it Bridges? I always get the Jeffs mixed yeah. up. No, it's not, is it? Jeff. Jeff Bridges is the dude, isn't he? It's Jeff. Yeah. It's um, Jeffrey off Rainbow. It's a different yeah. Jeff, anyway. Go on, anyway. He starts laughing into his sandwich. Good. 
Well, we don't want to be laughing into your sandwich, do you? You need to be very careful laughing into sandwiches. Number three, due to the lack of most basic text messaging to warn the public, an evil monkey is able to liquefy people's internal organs. 28 days later? Contagion? Something like that? I don't know. Nearly, but not, not those two. You're on the right track. Would you like me to read the clue out again? Due to lack of most basic text messaging to warn the public, an evil monkey is able to liquefy people's internal organs. Scott is, a monkey. Ah, uh, ah, uh, 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 Brain dead. No. Oh. It stars, oh. It's got Dustin Hoffman in it. Oh, that, yeah, it's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's Outbreak. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, we're more along the contagion line. I think that, isn't there a line in it that the future of humanity is... <laughs> He's, he's reliant on this monkey, something something like that. But yeah, Wolfgang Peterson directed that. Well, never. it's also a surprise to me just how many involve an evil monkey or a monkey that's <laughs> going to affect people. Because every single one I reeled off there, I think with the exception of Contagion, was an evil monkey. Yeah, I think... Anyway... I, think I don't think the monkeys were the... very evil, were they? No, they were just infected. They just need... They need better PR, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah they I mean, do, for a they bit, just need a better marketing. A few team. years ago, it was um, a pangolid. They they were they were going to be the new monkeys, weren't they? And everyone thought that that's where the coronavirus came from—a pangolid. But yeah, pangolids are, are cool. They're like little armored armadillos, aren't they? Armad- do, yeah. Armadillos have armor, yeah. but the cooler-looking armadillos, like an echidna or something. Anyway. Yeah. Number one, Max, uh, what? Number one, Minnie Driver and Chris O'Donnell are university students in Ireland in an adaptation of Maeve Binchy, who is dead now, best-selling novel. Can't tell you the name of the novel because it's the name of the film. <laughs> I don't know what this is. Minnie Driver. I don't know Mini what Driver. this is either. Minnie Driver, dad's called Bus. And Chris uh, O'Donnell... Uh, university students in Ireland. It's Circle of Friends. There we uh, go. Never heard of it. I've never as seen it. As soon as I see Chris O'Donnell, I just know I'm not going to be watching it. Really? Yeah, I don't think it's... Do- oh, hang on. It's, it, it, the ba- obviously, Robin when he's Robin, when he's Robin in the Batman films, is crap. Oh, but yeah. they're, really the, they're really the films that are crap as well. Uh, he's in... Um, what's one of them bloody courtroom dramas that were always right popular? Phoenix Wright. Whichever one it is, it'll be a shit one. Yeah. Not Phoenix Wright, the movie. Let me Google him. (laughs) Objection! Let's see. I bet he's been in Summit by Spielberg or Brian Singer. No, he... Is in Max Payne? He literally has got the charisma of this mouse mat. (laughs) Max Payne? Yeah, um... The chamber I'm thinking of, but he was in Scent of a Woman as well, wasn't he? And uh, the Three Musketeers, fried green tomatoes at the Whistle Stop Cafe. Yeah, what have all these films got in common? The the shit. Let's have a look at his average. Um, he got IMDb the. He, he, won, he was nominated for a Razzie for the worst worst supporting actor in uh, the Three Musketeers for playing D'Artagnan. <laughs> Well, well it's, it's a Chris O'Donnell pile on. So Mad Love, oh. 5.3. Batman Forever, 5.4. The Chamber, 6. 6 for The Chamber. And we're right. That must be the lowest scoring courtroom drama ever. In Love and War, Batman and Robin, 3.8. 
Might as well just have on his CV. If you want below a five on IMDb, I'm your man. Sorry, Chris, if you're listening. I'm not. I'm in Lanzarote, Costa Tigizi. Well, he's now... Oh, he was in... Want to chat about it, I'm here. He was in Cats and Dogs, The Revenge of Kitty Galore. Oh, right, okay. Well, now he's, he's done 323 episodes of NCIS Los Angeles, so that he's found his place on TV now. Shall we see what games were out? Yep. Okay, so on the 15th of May, 1995... The June issue, my notes say, which I've just said May, so it isn't May, it's, it's not June, it's May. Uh, number issue 163 of CMVG was on the shelf in... Oh. So now we're moving into the next gen here. You know, we're just saying how the Mega Drive was really at the end of its time, 95, May 95. Um, yes. The standout games from this particular issue, Daytona USA on the Saturn, getting 96. Boom. Now, yeah. is it me? Rightly is this, so. Is this a controversial Daytona. thing to say? I enjoyed it a lot in the arcade, but I think you were swayed by the ability to move the camera, the music, and the graphical fidelity at the time, right? But... Yes. As with it, virtual racing as well. Yeah, as with virtual racing as well. But is it just not very good? He's a, it's at hard. the time it were good when the Sega Saturn came out and Daytona I've got it. and Sega yeah, Rally I've got it I've got yeah. it yeah when, uh, at the time though because th those two games were such fun in the arcade Sega Rally and Daytona and they were very 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 close to the arcade um, you know so yeah um, I remember dropping a pint while we were playing it in the patio in Wakefield, which was a bar at the mm. time, and they had it next to the bar there, and I, I dropped a full pint of lager on the floor. <laughs> so it's got maybe you're amazed maybe. by how good it looked. <laughs> yeah, maybe that was it. Oh, my God. Smash. <laughs> this is shit. <laughs> Realisation. A smash. quid. Give me another pint. Yeah, we're a quid ago, wasn't it? Oof. Um, a quid ago, even then. That's like seven pound now. Yeah, it's one cheap. I, I like, you know, I like it, but it always feels like no matter how well you're driving it, you can never kind of win. I've tried all oh, sorts of techniques. I've tried drifting around some of the cars. Yeah. I can't nail it. The highest I've got is like 30th or something. That's on the oval. I just can't. So do you think we're doing something I'm wrong? I'm not slouch when it comes to racing games, really. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I'm sure. I've I'm never sure given it the time. On the home version, I've got it in this yeah. stack of Saturn games, but it's just Daytona, isn't it? So I barely played it. And I've got a proper Daytona. proper wheel for the Saturn and everything. The I best thing I about it is the music. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that is a powerhouse of a game, really. To, to have that in your home, like you say, Mark, it, it, very, very close to arcade version. And to be playing it at home, there's no wonder the arcades went into a nosedive. High five, stage dive, nose dive. Uh, then, scoring 97 on the PlayStation, is a little-known game called Tekken. And Ooh, this would that. cost you £80. Are you Tekken the piss? £80. 80 quid. Eight quid. That's Jesus. 80 goes of Daytona. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but uh, yes, uh, this I can remember when this this was really when the PlayStation came out, and you got you could 
you, you really saw the jump up from that 16-bit era to this. We, in our first year at uni, so it had been like September, October of that year. I don't know when they were officially released in the UK PlayStations, but we all chipped in and went and hired a PlayStation from Blockbuster Video or something. I think you had to put like a 200 quid deposit down or something ridiculous like that. And we had it in one of the one of the lads' rooms in student halls, and we we just passed the pad. There were about eight of us in this room, just passing the pad around with the stairs on, and it was like nothing you'd ever played before. In in at home certainly, in terms of a fighter. Yeah, yeah I know. It's there's virtual, there's virtual fighter, there's virtual fighter as well, which is not dissimilar, but this it just felt next level. I remember you bringing it to yeah. pub and someone had. Formula One ninety six, maybe ninety seven. I remember being wowed by that. Looked amazing. Yeah. But all this stuff, the early PlayStation stuff, that first jump up into three D, oh my god, it looks terrible. Yeah, it's not badly. the thing is this I, I remember the Sega Saturn I had at this point in time, and I still remember that now as probably um that little window where I had I had the wheel for it. I had the gun for Virtua Cop. All of the other mad shit that it came with. I much preferred it to the PlayStation at the beginning. And then PlayStation just dicked all over it by the end. Well, you could chip your PlayStations. That helped. So everyone just had bags and bags of copies. But they couldn't They couldn't really harness a 3D on the Saturn, could they? And not in the same no. way the PlayStation did. No, and transparency did at work and things like that. Saturn's fantastic um, for uh, shooters and platformers mm. and fighters but yeah they could never get to grips with 3d like the playstation could but you know panzer hey, dragoon oh. though and magic that magic carpet game there were a lot of good stuff on clockwork night nights yeah as well days and nights yeah. that looks yeah. flying around yeah, it's a good mm. good it's a good system I think I think sometimes you you need that distance to go back and go. What about this? This this Radiant Silvergun. What about this? Yeah, lots of expensive games now. If you want them on the Saturn, mm-hmm. but just again in the death throes of the system, and I've put this in really for posterity more than anything else. Alien Soldier on the Mega Drive, which we didn't get when we did A, uh, but it's from Treasure, the same people who did. Um, Gunstar Heroes. I think this was the game after Gunstar Heroes. And Oh yes. Yeah, now this is really time's been really good to this, but just going back to what we're saying there, it's very interesting to hear that Simon Clay's in in the review here in CMVG. This is a well worn genre and there aren't many roads forward. Um Where are we here? Um my only worry is that your bloodlust may dry and your interest shrivel into repetitive stress syndrome before you kill that final boss. So they're saying basically, platformer, you've seen it all before. It's all the same. Pretty much what we were just saying about X-Men. But this is a really good example of a, yeah, of this a platformer. Yeah, a good one, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. It's treasure, isn't it? Pretty much everything they touch turns to gold. And that's finally... Nice, that's Midas. That's what, sorry? That's Midas. That's my, oh yeah, sorry, yeah. Not treasure. Although maybe treasure can be gold. Ah, think on that. Mm-hmm. So, um, finally, full throttle on the PC. 
LucasArts point and click. Uh, I, I will openly I admit now I have never played Full Throttle. I think it, this was was this the, the next one after Sam and Max? I had Sam and Max. I will look at the LucasArts chronology, but I've never played yeah, it. it is. I went and played through this recently, actually. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, I probably talked about it on here. I really liked it, liked the humour in it, liked the uh, grittiness, liked the setting. Uh, really enjoyed it. It's but short. It's, Oop, it's a short thing of its time. It's short. It's very short. But it's it's of its time. A lot of the puzzles are a little bit, oh, well, I wouldn't have done that. You know, nah. the end, the end yeah. of just like having some sort of pixel hunt around the screen with the mouse. And you're like, well, click, what click, am I click, supposed click. to be looking for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well but, Marcus Beer yeah. here in CMVG um, says his only gripe is that some sections become a little repetitive if too much time is spent on them. But apart from that, LucasArts have produced a quality product that oozes playability. Yeah, the there's a bit where you've got to just right. go... There's a bit where you've got to race or you go into a, a, a valley in, in between some mountains and you've got to fight other people on bikes and that's difficult. Half the time you're like, what, I, how did I lose that battle? You need to get, you need to kill a certain amount of people in the right order to get these weapons that you need to unlock a bit and it just, that was What's, the most tedious part of it. Well, it's a rough story. I know it's, it's set around like a biker, isn't it? Hence the title. Yeah, he's um, he's overthrowing like some big uh, CEO of a corporation that's running the world basically, and they're trying to crack down on like motorbike um, um, motorbike gangs and stuff. Um, Adrian Ripberger, one of the uh, characters, is voiced by Mark Hamill. Ah. Mm. Nice. And he's not a camel. Mark Camel. Um, I think he gets framed for murder at some point. He has to um, prove his innocence. No. No, No, the main character I can't remember the name of. Uh, My Camel. But yes, that is it. Just scanning the Wikipedia here for it, actually. Developed for CD-ROM, it had a one and a half million budget. In mid nineties, one and a half million. Wow. Well, it. I think these these were a lot. I think without all these point and click adventures, I don't think you've maybe got to computers computer games becoming almost cinematic events in the likes of like God of War and stuff because these what you were playing out a film bit by bit. If you were to if you were to stick it all together without you going backwards and forwards and do it, you could watch the whole thing if you wanted. Same with the Monkey Islands. If you didn't have to go, if someone knew all the correct things to hit first time and just watched it as a playthrough, you could watch it as quite an entertaining few hours mm. of story. Yeah, definitely. Well, interesting that you say that. Uh, final point here on the Wikipedia page for this: Duncan Jones, as in the movie director, as in son of David Bowie. Uh, who directed Moon and that time travel thing with um, Jake Gyllenhaal, source code. Uh, He had written a screenplay based on this and he reached out to fans of the game in 2022 to try and help Disney to fund it, to take it to Disney+. Plus. I bet it'd make a really good show. I would suggest that that didn't come to anything. 
<laughs> seeing as that's over a year ago. Because he made Warcraft instead, and that was poo-poo. Yeah, it wasn't very good. He's, do you know he's doing Rogue Trooper next? No, is he? Mm, Interesting. 2000 AD strip. So, yes. But that's, yeah, that might be good then. It should be if it's done properly. Uh, but that is your cultural interlude for this episode. That's what was happening in May or summer in 95, sometime about then. So, yeah, have it. Cool. Do you want me to tell you some stuff? Oh, yeah. You want a fun fact? Definitely, definitive, I meant it. Sit down and strap in. His facts are like a slap. It's coming at you so, so fast. It's Dan's fun fact. Cool. Right then, get ready for this. Ridley Scott, off of Alien and Gladiator, directed the Hovis advert. He did? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, anyway, this game, like its predecessor, Clone Wars has no save feature. Nor does it use a password system. And apparently the game's developers were aware of the trouble with this as they wrote in a level skip cheat code as well. Oh, did they? Oh, I didn't look for any cheats or skips or extra lives or anything. What I did think, it, which I'm sure we'll come on to it now, is, um, well, it, I'll keep my powder dry. Okay. It, it did dawn on me while I was playing this. I've not looked for cheats for any of the games we've played and it was such I a big thing in the yeah game it was then wasn't, the it? Day, wasn't it they would always shit yeah i don't know why i don't know why i didn't even think to look for cheats they just don't exist I, anymore because we have got save states and stuff yeah you yeah weird. don't bother mm. um, but yeah but probably should start something? looking for them do you want something a little bit more interesting than that if, so if only for your fun facts <laughs> <laughs> So there was a sequel supposedly going to be made for this called X-Women, The Sinister Virus, which again is another storyline in the X-Men universe where... Um, Mr. Sinister. Mr. Sinister releases a virus that affects all men, including the X-Men, getting rid of all the men on the planet or doing something to them. And the X-Women have to go and save the X-Men but, um, it, but it was cancelled. They'd be organised enough to do that if there were no men. They'd just all be falling out with each other. I've got the wrong shoes on. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't. Um, Dark, well, I know they fucked the films up, but Dark Phoenix is a missed opportunity. I've not seen that film. I refuse to watch it because I don't really three. refuse to watch it. No, X Men. No, that's the last stand. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be awful. Really, you've got. Uh, uh, quite I liked the one with McAvoy in. The first oh, class. Yeah, where they're young again, first class. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I liked that one. Yeah, basically you've got you've got X-Men, the first X-Men, which was a decent, because you'd not had any superhero films for a long time. So you had that first X-Men film and people went, oh, you can do superhero films, can you? And then after that, you got your Sam Raimi Spider-Mans and stuff because X-Men was somewhat successful. But it's quite average, if a decent starting point. X-Men 2... Is really good. X Men: The Last Stand is shit with Vinnie Jones in it. Then you've got 
first class, which is like the prequel where they're all a bit younger. That's really right. good. That and then one, you've got that Dead's, liked. Days of Future Past where they tie in their old and the with the kind of time traveling. They tie in Send old characters and new past, characters. And then after that, I think you had Apocalypse and, and Dark Phoenix that was supposed to both be absolutely wank. Uh, I've not I watched it. I did like Days of Future Past. Yeah, it's really good. back and he, he gets his claws out, doesn't he, at one point. And it's before he's had the operation to um, add all the metal to his skeleton and his claws come out and he's like, oh, what? He, like, he, he doesn't even know the bones because he doesn't remember it, does he? He oh. looks at his bones, he's like, oh, okay. But those, those three films, X-Men 2, First Class and Days of Future Past, they're really good. And everything else mm. is poor to average. But the films are Bang, good, part of average. What what about the game? Yeah, yeah, that's who it did. That we've nice. been playing. What, what is what, what, your verdict? <laughs> I'll tell you what. The music's good. Music is good. It's almost craftworky, and particularly that opening level. It's good, isn't it? You can actually the buy the soundtrack. Very, very good. And that first boss with his weird noise. Um, almost sounds like uh, when you're going into a DMT trip. Jap, 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 jap. But yeah, that was quite good. <laughs> um, so that's the good points. Um, but yeah, for me, I thought it started off really, um, really well. I liked it. it threw you straight into the game. Um, they say the, the uh, graphically, it's really good. But you'd expect that, I guess, at this end of the. Uh, the age range of the games but then it just like seemed needy like like it were hard too hard and that's <laughs> you know uh, it, but not hard as in just one more go just one more go just one more go hard as in oh fuck off yeah. <laughs> uh, half yeah. the time it felt like I, I couldn't have done anything about that. You were shooting me from off screen and mm. I, I couldn't see that coming. And before I could, you got to have the reactions of a cat to be able to avoid some of those things that fire at you off screen. And you just, yeah. Yeah. I found it, that. It, um, um, so, so yeah, I mean, like, like I say, I had lots of good points. Like I obviously didn't get to play it two player, but I would imagine that's fun. You know, when you're playing it with a mate, um, Nice big sprites, amazing soundtrack. The production values are obviously there. The storyline is to say that it's supposed to be based on a really popular overarching storyline is absolutely paper thin. It literally is terrible. You just read a few paragraphs in between levels, don't you? Yeah. There's no, there's no presentation yeah. to you, it. No, no, nothing. You're not invested in it in any way. Shape, no, oddly, or form, are you? oddly, they could have well. used cartoon. They could have used comic book. Segments, yeah, just even, that. yeah, even a still, but oddly, they, you told the story through looking at a TV screen conversation between this one assumes weird. to be Professor X and Cerebro, yeah. which is his super machine where he can track mutants across the world. But you never see Professor X, it's the X Men, no. he's the leader of the X Men. It's like, he's just, not even there. Not you see his reflection. I don't, I don't expect him. I'm on pawn or brain one out or something. No, you don't. You don't see him. No, you just see it's just a conversation. And you just think you could have at least dropped in a single screen to show him looking like as if like Batman in his Batcave or something, just looking at the screen. It's very yeah, odd to not have Professor involved. X in the X Men. 
You never, you, you um, never, you'd never play against him anyway, really, because he's in a wheelchair. But he's, he's hardly an action hero. But you'd at least expect to see him as the governor. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. yeah. It has lots and lots and lots of cool features. Like I said, the fact that you've got all them different people to choose from, the fact that they do definitely all feel unique and different. But despite all that, the one thing it doesn't have is any qualities that make you really want to continue to play it. <laughs> no, I think it's... I, I'm an X-Men fan. From I used to read them when I was younger. I still subscribe to, to some of the titles now. Um, I think they were hoping that that would be enough to to get you to play this. I mean, once you bought it, you bought it, right? But mm. it doesn't. I don't think it. I don't think it is. I just think it, it's quite yeah. an average platformer, a little bit deeper. Like I've said, in terms of um, the actual attacks you can do. But, yeah, but, well, but in terms of the platform, it's standard shit, and it jump yeah. jumps, which I, I will give it. Oh. I will always praise a good scroll point. The screen yeah. moves, so you never you, the screen moves well, but still, stuff is off screen before it's, you get. It's, it's too close. The, the yeah, scroll point's good, but it just this come out a little bit. I, yeah. I'll, I'll play it again before we recorded, right? And <clears throat> I, I got thinking about. Basically, if you back in this time, everything was large sprites, wasn't it? The first X Men game mm. was large sprites. Final Fight. Not as big as this. They large as big sprites. As this on the first one. Well, I don't know why they didn't go for. Did you, there was an X Men and Spider Man game on the SNES Arcade Revenge. I, I remember think it was that. Called. Yeah. That they were just slightly smaller. So I get. I think it looks lovely, but that because the sprites are so big and well animated, but. It that, looks to me... Like you said, they're almost too big and taking up too much of the screen, so... It looks they like are. they've been designed to have pictures taken to be put in magazines. Yeah. It, it seems that it way. Or, or it's like they've gone, oh, it's slowing down and stuttering too much. If we show that much on the screen, let's zoom in. Maybe. So, who knows? But, yeah, all the correct ingredients are there. It's just not been cooked long enough, has it? No. And I do, you, you mentioned earlier about the... Um, oh, it's good that all the characters have got different types of attacks and they all feel different to play, but none mm. of them actually made any of the levels any easier to complete. No. They, they were no. all different, but completely ineffectual, all of them. Mm. Well, let's because Wolverine regens, and this is what the permadeath kind of... Game, he's probably the one, isn't he? I liked, I like um, Nightcrawler. Finish it with, with his double jump and his flying kicks. I felt he was better to get around the Sentinel base. He was just more um, agile, really. Uh, ones without a double jump, and one thing that that winds me up as well on quite a lot of games of this era, when you're attacking, they stop. Mm. So you press the. Mm. The like Cyclops lasers or Gambit's cards, they stop and do the attack. You can't run and shoot. Mm. It's like, I, I want to keep going. I want to shoot you and keep going, but you've made me stop, and now I'm I'm now an immovable target because you've stopped. 
<laughs> I didn't want yeah. to stop. It, um, it had some nice pace to it. It was fast, mm, but yeah, it, yeah, that always broke broke it often. It stopped fire attack or do whatever. But yeah. um, I am sharing my screen briefly for yeah, you to I'm look looking. at. But that's the size of the sprites in the first game. For this is again, yeah. this is going to work well over over a podcast audio. But they're like almost half the size. And yeah, you can much see much better. more of the screen. I, I, just don't, I don't know why they made them so big. I think it was purely to sell it in a magazine. Mm, uh, but even maybe. even even still in that in that video there, these are well detailed um, mm. characters. You can see, you know, Cyclops. Yeah, to, say, to say that's a few years before, that certainly don't look shit, does it? No, and first. I prefer that honestly. I, I do prefer it. So, but yeah, so I think if I'm to score this. I think it's got seven written all over it. Um, Costs maybe six, seven, seven. Because the thing is, the elements Swimming are in there. sevens. The, the elements are there. It is really good looking. The music is really, really good. Um, there's a decent amount of content there. The ideas are good. They say it's just too hard. It's just, but not in a good way. And you like hard games, you souls born bastard. Yeah, I do like hard games. But like I said, I like games where it's like, oh, one more time. Right, I've got this. Right, you know what I mean? Mm. Not, um, you're mugging me off, fuck off, which is what this is. And that's what I mean by I don't think there's that much content. If it wasn't as irritating, if you weren't tripping over yourself or trying to fight against the, the fact well, that it's too zoomed in, you'd be through it in no time. No, well, the, the long plays that I were looking at were all around an hour and 20 minutes, which sits it, and these are people that are smashing it in, yeah, um, which sits it pretty much the same as everything else. Um, so, so, so if you can play through it in an hour and 20 minutes, beginning to end, um, if you know what you're doing, then yeah, it's a few hours in it um, on your own. But but the thing is, when you've got a multiplayer element to a game as well, particularly because the couch multiplayer was probably more prevalent then than than it is now, because everyone's doing it online. But back then, there's a reason for it to be a bit easier. You know, give you a, continue to play through it, continue you know make it fun. But like I said, I think they seemed like you say a bit too keen on let's make it hard and make it last longer rather than let's just make it be fun you know some people forget don't they that sometimes things being easy is not a bad thing because then you immediately just go through and play it again mm. I, yeah. I, yeah i found mm. that it's not a pick up and play game because they give you seven lives at the start uh, yeah and you probably need them to complete them but it means mm. a game is about an hour <laughs> yeah, I ain't got an hour. Yeah, well, like I said, these long plays are an hour and twenty. But they so, know what they're and doing, they're, yeah. and they're tanking it. Yeah. yeah. So realistically, for normal person, if they're gonna finish it, and let's assume they do finish it, there's gonna probably be a couple of hours for them, in it. But you know, I, I think if you, I think if you owned this, there's certainly, and let's say you you owned it and you liked it, let's say, um, there's lots of value in it. I think, like you yeah. say, it's swimming in sevens. I think as a yeah. decent seven, there's lots of value, lots of playability, lots yeah. of things, lots of content in terms of enemies and different attacks, and, and it looks nice, if a bit cumbersome. Mm. Um, 
But yeah, it's it's a seven. It's a it's a seven all day long. Is this? Hmm. Well, interesting. Okay, after I I was going to give it a six, but I think that's harsh. That, this is the thing I thought the same. I think the production values are too good for it to be anything less than a seven. I think like people have given a shit about this game. It's not like it's been thrown together. You know, the, yeah, it's just not quite right. <laughs> but interestingly, uh, so sorry, what you're giving it, Daniel? Six. Six. Well, interestingly, just looking on um, Moby Games at the reviews, I will skim over. Um, Notable titles, because there's lots of things here that I imagine have come along in subsequent years. But EGM, the American stalwart Electronic Gaming Monthly, they give it 68. Uh, Mean Machines, the UK classic, uh, 87 they gave it. And and CMVG, 90%. Really? Yeah. And GamePro gave it 80 there is still a lot of love for it out there. Well, I've been reading up on it and researching it. There's still a lot of people seem to love it and they're seeing something in it. I'm not because I didn't want to play this anymore. I'd had enough of it. And if I owned it, I would have been trading in. Or gone back to yeah, play the first too. X-Men, which is a better game, in my opinion. And on to X. Have you scored it, Sol? Yeah, you give it a 7 as well. So what's that got? 7, 14, 20. 20 out of 30. Yeah. This is about Three right. Quarters. Two, two, third, two yeah. thirds. Pretty yeah, decent. Yeah. Um, it's it goes for a lot of money, but oh, I, think, it, but that, I think I think it's a tail end release, isn't it? Which means I probably want a lot of them. Something like hundred, hundred and fifty quid for this boxed. I can think of a lot of better ways of spending hundred and fifty quid, and a lot of better games to spend hundred and fifty quid on. If I'm honest, <clears throat> oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. But um, what else could we have been playing, beginning with letter yeah, X? Yeah, let's have a look, because there can't have been that much to choose from, can there? There was X-Men, it's, it's predecessor, which we've mentioned. Zenon 2, Mega Blast. Ah, oh, I would have fucking loved that. We've got all the way to X without a proper shoot, haven't we? So uh, uh, yeah, and again, um, I, did, I, don't think, I don't think you would have loved it, Mark, because you're an Amiga kid, and I don't think it translated very well to the Mega Drive. I think it was all right, uh, but I don't did- think it... I don't think it was as good as its Amiga. That is up there as like one of my all-time favourite games of all time, that. Have you gone back to it recently? Have you tried to play it? it no. Probably best not. <laughs> is it no good? Will don't it ruin that? Heroes. Yeah. yeah. But that's why I haven't... The only Amiga game that I went back to do was Weird Dreams. And that's because Weird Dreams was so hard and difficult. And it's, it's the game that stuck with me all my life has beaten me. And I thought, fuck you, I'm older now and I'm wiser and I'm going to fucking deal with this shit. And it handed my ass to me <laughs> Is it still again. Yeah. <laughs> what other games can you hit someone with a fish? <laughs> I know. I did it in real life. I went fishing with boys. <laughs> Literally this weekend. This will give you weird dreams. Just gone. <laughs> but yeah, what an amazing, amazingly, brutally odd, strange game that is. But yeah, anyway, carry on. Yes, we could have been playing Experts. Experts, which um, looks like a go right, have a fight type of thing to me. Yeah, um, I think it's. With remember a bit Eternal depth. Champions? Yeah. That, we could have been playing under E. It's kind of a spin off of that. But it looks shite. It does look a bit rubbish, but 
it looks like it's not just a. It looks like there's more to it. You've got to go to computer terminals and do stuff. It looks like there's a bit more depth in it. But yes, we could be playing that one. Uh, critics have said it's got dull gameplay and poor control. And um, one reviewer gave it one out of five. Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> we could have played. Sounds playing, about our level. We could have been playing XDR, short for X Dazedly Ray. X Dazedly Ray. Dazedly Ray. Don't know. That's the yeah. I don't know. It's hard to it say. Don't even make sense. No, it doesn't. Short for a nonsense word. But it's another shoot 'em up that we we could have played and ah! we didn't. Um, I hope yeah. we get a shoot 'em up next time. Like Looks a, a bit like what was that arcade game with the helicopter and that used to fire a bomb at the same time and fire it forwards from the. Choplifter. Uh, no. Oh yeah, it looks good. It looks like Star Ray or uh, on on Amiga. That kind of or Project like X. Sides. Yeah, you had, that kind of shit. You had little missiles, and you had to collect. You had to hit the fuel stations on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scramble. Top of your fuel up. Scramble. Yeah, it looks. It reminds me of that. But right. Let's keep his fingers crossed. Then where is he? Randomizer. Yeah. Let's go see Randomizer's up. dad. Watch your profanity. Oh, ho, brother, ho, whoa, 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 now. You got too much dip on your chip. Oh, hello. Did you not enjoy that game, then? No. You're all right. Well, I enjoyed it about as much as I enjoyed your mum. Oh, uh, you mean your sister? Yeah. Right. <clears throat> Tell you what. You can have a game. What are we on, anyway? Why? Why? I don't know why. Why do you ask? Why are we doing this? Why do you want a game? You can have a why Why's game. Listen to us. Yeah, who knows? Why? You can have Yogi Bear cartoon capers. Oh, for fuck's sake. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I hope you like it. You dickheads. Yeah. I'm sure we will. Wow. Oh, no. This is going to be awful. It sounds shite. I mean, we've been, we've yep. been a bit judgmental, like we're basing it purely on, on the title. I've never seen this. I, well, every cartoon... It looks every, pretty enough, um, but... Nearly every cartoon tie-in game I've played has been shit. I had Hong Kong Fooey on the Amstrad. Maybe. Uh, Aladdin yeah, and that Mickey was Mouse good. are good. Um, this basically looks like a reskinned <laughs> Wonder Boy. Really? Well, we'll find out, I guess. We'll, we'll see. But, we shall um, see, folks. Come find out Brilliant. in three months' time or whenever we decide to record another one. Because that's it for this episode of Pixel Hunt Podcast. Thank you for listening. We love you long time. If you would like to reach out to us, you can grab us on X, formerly known as Twitter, or on Instagrams at Pixel Hunt Pod. Watch us play stuff on Twitch at as Pixel Hunt Pod over on that Twitchy place. There's some bits and bobs on our website at www.pixelhuntpodcast.com. Or you can drop us an email at howdo at pixelhuntpodcast.com. And if anyone would like to sell us anything other than penis enlargement through our email, that would be cool. Until next time, keep on keeping on. We're Pixel Hunt Podcast. Playing the games so you don't have to. Have to. Have to. Have to. 
Beep, 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 beep,